Welcome everyone and thanks for joining me here with Mama Pang's Parenting Podcast. Um, appreciate all my listeners and would like to ask that you um, leave a uh, review. There we go. Big words today. <laughs> um, I'd love to hear your thoughts and how things are going and uh, maybe what you'd like to hear. So in fact, today's topic, I'm going to address um, a listener. So one other thing is if you are interested, uh, you can go to my website, which is thepathwaystoparenting.com. So the pathways to T-O, parenting.com and sign up for a free 20-minute consultation. This way I can address your specific concerns. Um, so Monday, I kind of got, I, I had, I was on my soapbox. I, I had to talk about what's with all this yelling and um, point out how much yelling kids experience, yelling at them, how much they experience in a day. And so um, I got an email from a listener on this very topic. She said, Mama Pang, I listened to Monday's podcast, What's With All the Yelling? I get it, but how do I stop? My kids seem to always push my yell button. Thanks, Tracy. So, Tracy, um, <laughs> let's let's talk about all the things that you're sharing in there. And first of all, thank you. Thank you for reaching out. Um, it's important. Everybody needs to be heard. And I, I really appreciate you just giving me your, you know, how do I stop? What's going on? So I really applaud you. Right there, you're saying, I know it's happening and I, I don't enjoy it. I don't want to do it. I don't want my kids to hear it. I don't feel good when this happens. So right there, you're reaching out to say, I know this isn't what I want to be doing. Um, I want to change. I want to do something different. So let's look at several of the things that can happen that might help you get there. And again, feel free to go to my website if you want to talk more directly. Um, so you're wanting to stop. Fabulous. But let's talk about this word always. And every parent uses it. I have used it. Um, but I think sometimes that is a feeling word. Right? We are feeling that it is always happening, right? Um, when we get that feeling that this is an always situation, maybe we need to start documenting. It's amazing what you can find out by just making a simple chart for yourself, um, or you can feel like you're, you're making it for your kids that you feel are pushing your buttons. Um, but a simple chart like, just give yourself days of the week and then something in the morning time, around noon time, in the evening. So you're not, you don't have to do like, oh, it happened at 8.04 a.m. Don't be that specific. You'll make yourself crazy trying to document that precisely. Um, but just morning, middle of the day, evening, what's going on? If you do this, sometimes it's as simple as do it for a day. And wow, the pattern that shows up is just really powerful. You're like, oh my God, this is always happening right before it's time to eat. Well, there's, a, there's an answer for you. Um, but it could take several days, right? Um, we have different activities going on. Kids might be with you, might be with um, uh, their dad or their grandparents. So you might not have them full time is what I'm saying. So, you know, give yourself a couple of days 
to document this. And then step back, take away the always, and look at, okay, when is it happening? You can find out a lot of things, as I said, just by charting when does the yelling happen. Um, if it's something where you notice it's more right before meals, well, that's huge, right? Because then you can say, wow, maybe we're experiencing low sugar, high sugar, um, you know, just hunger pains in general, you know, the term hangry, I experienced that personally. Everyone in my family will tell you that is a mama pang problem. Don't let that woman get too hungry because she gets hangry. Um, so when you're charting, you can start to see what's going on. If it's happening and I, you didn't specify age of kids. So if it's happening and you have, um, toddlers or preschoolers, and you notice, wow, it's really happening um, shortly after lunch. Okay, is that the tired part? So is it a situation where we're not getting enough sleep or it's just about nap time? So we can kind of gauge, okay, I tend to yell more as the kids are getting more tired, right? So then you will be able to change your behaviors as you're getting to the point where the kids are taking a nap. Um, there's a term, it's called HALT, and it's hungry, angry, lonely, tired. So those are three or four, excuse me, four key indicators of what could be causing um, some yelling, right? On the kid's behalf, on your behalf, on everybody's behalf is to look, are we hungry? Are we angry? and we don't have other tools to use, right? Are we lonely? Is there something where they're just needing some extra attention over something, you know? Um, we think sometimes we're together, right? I'm here, I'm right here with the kids, but I'm not really interacting with them. And maybe it's been a couple hours since you've actually interacted with them. They do need our attention. And again, this is dependent on um, age level of your kids. Uh, and then tired. And, you know, I, like I said, you can look at naps if you have um, toddlers and preschoolers. School age kids do get tired as well, especially summertime. You know, we get really excited when it's light out longer and we can do more things, but we also get, you know, more tired. So are they getting enough sleep in general? Does something need to change there? So again, charting is going to give you lots of information to when these things are happening. And then you can kind of peg, okay, does it have anything to do with the acronym HALT? Hungry, angry, lonely, tired. So the next thing I want to talk about in your comments, um, it says, my, my kids seem to always push my yell button. Um, so let's talk a little bit about parenting buttons, right? Our buttons. Um, you may know I've a teacher by trade and uh, my years spent in the classroom and on the playground, what we typically hear from kids is we will, we will hear them say, well, he hit me first. It's mine. They started it, right? Those are all things we typically hear kids talk about. And what they're really doing is they're defending their buttons as kids. Okay. 
their button. Well, he started it. Well, I didn't have an answer there, so I hit back, right? Um, it's mine. I'm not ready to share this toy. Um, so I grabbed it and ran away. Um, they started it. So that's that blame. There's no accountability there. So maybe you kind of pick up where I'm going with this. Um, buttons, everybody has buttons, right? Little kids don't know how to manage their buttons. We are teaching them to manage their buttons. We're asking them to have words with each other. Can you ex express your feelings in words? Um, can you find a way to compromise? Can you share after you've had a time with that particular toy? And then he started it. One of the things I would tell my kids is, but you don't want to own that problem, right? By countering back. So if somebody is upset and they started something, let them own it. It's theirs. Let them learn to work through it. Let them seek help. Or maybe if, if it's young kids, you're going to help get seek help for them, right? By talking with the teacher, but don't own their problem. So what I'm saying is, Tracy, your buttons are yours. <laughs> and every parent needs to hear that, right? I needed to hear that. Um, because it's true. We think, oh, oh, they're pushing my buttons. Underline the word my. They're your buttons. So once you make that, you know, connection that, yes, those are my buttons, then you can start looking at, oh, okay, well now how am I going to react with my buttons? Can you build in the pause that's needed around your buttons, right? Can you take that deep breath? Can you count to 10? Can you tell the kids, hey, I gotta walk away a minute, hold that thought, right? To get yourself together so that you choose not to yell. <clears throat> um, one of the things that I think about with we adults and our buttons is they're indicators of our needs. Like um, if you're yelling and you're just so frustrated and, you know, it's just, you know, why can't you listen to me? Oh, well, that's actually a key to look at yourself and go, am I being heard? Am I able to state my needs and am I being heard? And it's not typically even by the kids, right? I mean, they're kind of a, a factor in and amongst your button, but maybe it's as simple as I'm not being heard at work. Every time I'm trying to propose a new idea, share something, I get brushed off or I get sidelined or I just don't feel like I'm being heard. We carry that with us. And right now we're all working from home. So that immediately translates into nobody's listening, right? Again, that always umbrella comes out. Um, so yeah, are your needs being met is a huge thing to ask yourself. You know, maybe it's a spouse thing. Maybe you're at a situation where, um, you know, there's an unequal balance of workload around the house and you're feeling overwhelmed with that. And then the kids leave a mess after they're playing with their toys in the living room or whatever. And you, you explode at them. Can't you pick up? I'm always cleaning up. I'm, huh, 
wait a minute, maybe it's just that there's an unequal workload balance going on and you need to stop and say, how can we come at this as a team? You know, is it between you and your spouse and you're doing everything? Are the kids old enough to say, hey guys, you know, as a team, we're going to function better as a family if we all have rules around cleaning up. So again, your buttons are going to tell you something. They're going to they give you an indication of where you need to go. Um, I encourage you to be able to talk with your kids about buttons because they need to understand they have buttons. You have buttons. You know, grandma and grandpa have buttons. What do you do? So you can tell them, um, you know what, I'm feeling really tired today. I need X. Maybe I feel really tired today, but I need to go on a walk, right? And we know that that helps release endorphins. That will also help you sleep better the coming night. And so these are all positives, right? But you're stating a need and you're saying, how can, you know, I want you to see how I'm going to work through this. I need a nap. I need to go for a walk. Or I just, I need to sit down and read a book to unwind for X number of minutes. And, and with little kids, it's really helpful to set a timer. They don't understand time. And so, you know, if you say, well, I need 15 minutes of quiet time, little kids are going to come back after a minute and a half and poke you and be like, are you ready now? Are you ready now? Can we go now? So it might be very helpful just to set that timer. So, you know, on your phone, here's the timer. And when you hear it beep, when you hear the chimes, then you know that I'll be ready to come back around and do something different. Um, so it, it's really a good reality check to kind of figure out where our buttons are and what they're really telling us. And then a huge piece of this yelling puzzle is to have the ability to apologize. Our kids need to know we are not perfect and we're going to do exactly what we're trying to teach them to do, which is if you've done something wrong, you have to be able to apologize. So you're setting an example of what an apology looks like. So first of all, an apology does not have a but statement, right? <laughs> no, it doesn't work that way. I'm sorry, but it's your fault. <laughs> I'm sorry, but no, no. A true apology is I'm really sorry. I don't like to yell and I made a bad choice. Please forgive me. That's an apology, okay? It may sound a little different to you as you say it. It's really tempting, you know. I'm, I'm affected the same way you are. Emotions get in the way, and I want to blame it on something. Well, I didn't get enough sleep last night, so forgive me if I am grouchy. That isn't an apology. <laughs> that is just a statement of everybody beware. Um, it's better to state, it's okay to state even, you know, I didn't get enough sleep last night, so I'm going to really be aware that I might be grouchier and I'm going to work really hard not to be grouchy. Okay. Um, 
And then if it does happen, if the yelling happens, then that's where that true apology needs to come in. Um, you know, I'm sorry. I didn't handle my tiredness very well. Please forgive me. These are just really important um, keys to what we're teaching our kids. So Tracy, I hope this um, kind of gives you some ideas to think about with this yelling issue. We've all faced it. You are not alone. Again, I applaud you for being ready to change. That's the key fact here. Yes, you're ready to make that change. So maybe start doing a little charting. Try to figure out when this is happening and what the real triggers are. Okay. Then look at um, halt. So you're hungry, angry, lonely, tired. That applies to you or the kids. And then look at your buttons, right? And own your buttons, right? Check. Are my buttons out on display to be pushed all the time? Because they just feel very raw and very exposed? Or is it, okay, I see that I own these buttons, right? Let me, as the adult, take care of my needs so that I'm showing how not to react. Are you building in a pause in your day? Do you give yourself permission if you are frustrated, angry, upset to be like, okay, excuse me a minute. I'm going to go in the other room. That's perfectly acceptable. Go in the other room, scream in that pillow. That works. Okay. It's not yelling at the kids. And then um, just to be able to say if it does happen because we are living this human experience where we do make mistakes. Are we able to apologize for them? And that's the key. So again, thanks for listening, everyone, and be well.